Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. It is episode 41. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. If you don't know that by now, there's some serious issues you and I have together. Uh, So... Today, really important, this comes from yet another, gosh, four or five listeners actually who were writing in asking about anxiety and why, you know, they've been told certain things to do and they didn't work. So, uh, and I have all the answers today for that. Well, not all of them, but I have some of them. So today we're going to talk about, you're going to learn what anxiety really is. You're going to learn kind of the biology of anxiety and how it is different from stress, which we talked about last week, and what to do about it. So, you know me, I'm always going to send you away with uh, some great tools to deal with anxiety. So, here we go. So, let's let's jump right in. I never see any reason to wait. And, I, okay, so I know this will sound familiar to you. Let's say you are, you know, you're watching the Nature Channel and you see an antelope grazing somewhere in the savanna. And, you know, he's walking placidly along, dipping his head as he chews on the grass. It's a beautiful day out there in the savanna. Suddenly, he lifts his head and his ears prick straight up. And before you know it, he's running at full speed. And you watch this like lioness burst out of a thatch of bushes. And she is chasing down her dinner, right? And they're going out there running like mad. And, and then it's over. Because that's a, it's a major sprint. It lasts maybe 60 seconds, maybe 90. It, it's not lasting a super long time. And at the end of it, the antelope is either dead or alive, right? Either the lioness caught him or she didn't. And if he escapes, if this antelope 
got out of the lioness's clutches, he will, you'll watch, he'll gently kind of slow down, you know, from his all out run, he'll slow into a little trot and then he'll eventually walk and then he'll wander over to a patch of grass, put down his head and start eating like nothing ever happened. Cue to you relaxing for a moment. You're eating a little snack at your desk or at home. Suddenly you get a text from your partner or your boss saying they're maybe not even that they're upset, that they're just have something to talk to you about. You immediately feel your stomach sink, right? Bottoms out. You lose your appetite. You have trouble focusing on what you were doing and your mind keeps wandering back to that text. What does it mean? I don't understand. What, what were they saying? What, there weren't any emojis. I can't tell. You can't shake it and you're feeling crappy. You start feeling anxious, a little irritated. And so you can't stand it. So you actually call your partner or your boss, whoever it is, and you know, you resolve it. You find out that they, uh, they were just asking a question. They just wanted to know if it was okay to uh, make some plans for Saturday night, or maybe your boss just wanted to know where some documents were, something like that. And so, you know, it's resolved. The issue's resolved. However, even after you hang up the phone, you still feel somewhat anxious and you're a little agitated. You still have trouble concentrating, getting back into the swing of your day. Why aren't we like the antelope? <laughs> Once the danger has passed, why don't we just immediately feel better? Uh, you know, again, you can have some argument with your partner. You guys sort of come to something around it, but you keep tripping. You keep tripping. Your mind keeps going. Why? And, and or you don't even have anything and you just start thinking. So we can be upset even when there's really no imminent danger. We're just, we're just thinking about something out of nowhere. You're sitting there doing whatever and all of a sudden you start thinking about something. It starts, you know, flying around your head and you start getting more and more anxious. Now, to understand the why <laughs> and what to do about it, uh, I really, you got to understand a bit about uh, how your body works, you know, how your brain and body works. So, and you know me, I love to jump into the biology behind the why, and today's no different, of course. So, you, you know, give me a minute to explain what's really happening when you're anxious, and then we can talk about the right ways to address it and why, again, something that used to work uh, doesn't necessarily, or work, sorry, uh, when you're stressed doesn't necessarily work when you're anxious. Okay. So you've likely heard of something you have, which is called your autonomic nervous system, your ANS, your autonomic nervous system. And your, your autonomic nervous system controls all your involuntary body functions, you know, breathing, blinking your eyelids, salivating, your heart beating, all that good stuff. Now, there are two branches, though, which you might not know, of this autonomic nervous system. Okay, there's two, two pathways. One is called your sympathetic nervous system. And the other is called your parasympathetic nervous system. And these are super duper important because your, parasymp your parasympathetic nervous system, or PNS, this is known as your rest and digest system. That's how we talk about it a lot. It, the, the parasympathetic uh, slows your heart rate, it conserves your energy, and it stimulates all the good stuff. You know, your sexual arousal, your appetite, your digestion, all that gets signaled through this parasympathetic nervous system. And it's your default setting when you're not in danger. If you're not in danger, that's what's on. That's why the antelope is hanging out, eating in the in the wilderness. There's could be danger at every corner, but 
that parasympathetic is turned on. That's what's on. And he's in his rest or digest. Um, it allows you, you know, the fact that this is turned on allows you to get through your day, <laughs> eating and sleeping, having sex, you know, recovering from things, all that happens. The more time your parasympathetic is activated, the more relaxed and the healthier you'll be overall. It's linked to all kinds of good things when that is on. Okay. Now, Let's talk about your sympathetic nervous system. That's the other of these two pathways. For survival purposes, your brain and body evolved to constantly scan your environment for any possible danger. And I've talked about this over and over. I'm not going to get too into it now. I can link to other shows where I talk about this more if you're interested uh, that are earlier, if you're coming in late to the podcast here. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, There's a lot of reasons why we're built this way, but it's mainly because right, human beings, hum- homo sapiens aren't that old. We're, we haven't been that long on the earth. And so really we're built for a time when we were um, scratching and hurting to survive. And there were a lot of things out there killing us and we were not on the top of the food chain all the time. So, so we're evolved this way to always look for danger. And when your brain senses any type of threat, which can literally be your mother-in-law calling, <laughs> you know, someone at the door when, you know, no one's supposed to come to the door anymore, your sympathetic nervous system turns on. That's what it does. That that rest and digest shuts off. The sympathetic turns on. It, I hope it's obvious that you can't be in both at the same time. It's one or the other. So, and you know this as your fight, flight, or freeze response. Energy is quickly diverted during, you know, during the, when your sympathetic is turned on, it's all your energy is diverted away from resting and digesting and is sent to any body function needed for fighting and defending yourself. Okay. Any, that's where everything goes. This is why when you're upset, you don't want to eat, you know, your mouth will dry out. You, you definitely don't need to pee. You know, you start sweating. The, the sympathetic nervous system activates your adrenal glands. You've probably heard of your adrenals before. And, and these, among other things, what your adrenals do is they produce stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline to get you ready to battle, right? Gets everything ready. You know, if when you're stressed, when you have that stress hormone, it wakes your, your system up. You are on point, man. You are looking, you are there, you're, you're, your sight is better, your hearing is better, everything. There's a lot of acuity. And of course, that adrenaline is there to get you battle ready. You are ready to do battle. So these chemicals, they give us a natural boost in our reflection, uh, like our like our reflex time, you know, how, how quickly you can um, do something. It They boost your perception and your speed, all of it, again, in your like sight and your hearing and all that. They cause our hearts to pump faster, you know, so that more blood and oxygen are circulating through our bodies. Your breathing will quicken uh, so you get more oxygen while that heart is beating faster, which increases the blood flow, of course, to your muscles. I mean, all that is going on. Now, okay, so let's go back to our battle on the savanna, okay? So when that antelope was grazing, its parasympathetic nervous system, as I mentioned earlier, was turned on. He, you know, he was mellow and digesting all that yummy grass he was eating. And it's when he senses the lioness, however, that's when the sympathetic nervous system, it ignited and told him to run, run, (laughs) When he's outrun, the lioness, and the danger has passed, though. Remember him going back to eating right away? Remember? He doesn't sit and think about the lion or how many more times a lion could be around another corner or, ooh, what if there's more? He doesn't do any of that. He just goes right back to rested and digesting, and he goes back to 
<laughs> just uh, eating some grass and, and being mellow. And that's the beauty of animals like, or really of all animals. It's, it's us, you know, as humans. And again, this gave us this ability to survive, but it's us that get into, into trouble because it doesn't work this way for humans, right? You know this. Once the danger is past, we do not go back to relaxing and feeling carefree. We continue to worry. Because our, you know, this wonderful prefrontal cortex we have, uh, it allows us to think about our future and to worry and to stress over things that haven't happened, but maybe could happen. And again, that's how we survived. That's how, you know, because we started thinking ahead and doing all that, we, we survived. So, so for survival, this put us on the top of the food chain. However, this also gives us the ability to be anxious and here's the deal. There's a vicious circle that takes place because of our biology. So, um, so like, as I said above, when you're stressed and that sympathetic nervous system turns on, remember, again, this is your fight, flight, or freeze response. And it's attached to a super important part of your brain called your amygdala, which you talk about all the time, your amygdala and your limbic system. And so if you've been listening you know, to my podcast or reading the blog, you hear me talk about the amygdala a lot. This part of your brain is constantly looking, again, for any threat in the environment. So now once that amygdala lights up, your heart rate increases and you start to, you know, spin, right? Everything's churning in that brain of yours. And once everything is activated and you're spinning, your brain is thinking, hey, we're really worried here. I better get on high alert. (laughs) Clearly there's some danger around. Then your amygdala goes into overdrive and it reinforces itself. So that sympathetic nervous system is lit up and it's very hard to get yourself calm again by just, you know, thinking calming thoughts or doing any of that or trying to be rational because that's rational to think a calming thought when there's a lioness chasing you as far as your brain is concerned. The key is to turn on that parasympathetic nervous system to physically cool your system so that you can think rational thoughts. You got to turn off that amygdala, baby. You have to get that puppy mellow if that's going to happen. And, and really, so in last week's, you know, the blog, the pod, podcast, or if you read the blog, I talked about stress and stress and anxiety are words that are used often interchangeably. And that's a problem because they're two different things. So here, and here's the difference. Stress is a response, I want to say this right, stress is a response to something external, okay? So like an argument with your spouse or, you know, some looming project at work. Once the situation is resolved, the stress goes away because you had the stress about this big project, you finished the project, you got it, you got great, you know, kudos on it. And and then you'll be like, woo, good, moving on to the next thing. Uh, When you're stressed, it's important to use tactics like, you know, like tackling the issue head on. Okay. So if I'm stressed about my uh, argument with my partner, it's really important. I go talk to them about it. If I'm stressed about something at work, I should go talk to my boss, figure out the best, you know, what can I do? Talk to coworkers. It's really great. You know, get right to work, not procrastinate. These are all things we do that really work when you're stressed. They work great. Also exercising is great for stress. Uh, getting good sleep, you know, being well rested, having your willpower high is great. Eating well. These are things that are awesome when you're stressed. Now, Anxiety, on the other hand, that's internal. That has, that's because of something that's going on internally. It doesn't have to do with something that happens externally. Maybe something external poked it, right? You know, got the stress going, which became anxiety. That's possible. Stress, a, a lot of chronic stress can lead to anxiety. But 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's really anxiety is the way you react to stress. That's what anxiety is. It's a reaction to stress. So there's usually this persistent feeling. You know this if you have anxiety. There's a, a persistent feeling of apprehension, of doom, uh, dread, disconnection. I have uh, a lot of clients that describe kind of a, a, floaty, a floaty feeling of being like unmoored or untethered. Uh, unlike stress, anxiety continues even after an issue has passed. Again, back to the antelope on the savanna, right? They're not anxious. They're just stressed. So they get stressed, then the danger passes and they're not, and they're not stressed anymore. Humans, <laughs> you might do well at that project at work. You know, you have that project at work, you get really stressed. You've been worried about it. You might even get good feedback and go, they're not telling the truth. There's really something wrong. They haven't read it all through yet. When they do, it's going to be really bad. You know, you, you might even go there or so-and-so didn't mean what they said. They're, they, were, they weren't even telling the truth. They, they're still upset, you know, even though they told you they weren't upset. That kind of thing. Yeah. I know, I see you. So if you're feeling anxious, many of the same tools that you used for stress can help, but they're usually not enough. I know. So just, you know, again, getting good sleep, exercising, eating well, all these things uh, are really good if you're anxious. They, they help for sure, but they're often not enough. So adding grounding exercises can make all the difference now. And that's what I'm going to teach you about today. Grounding is a technique that focuses on keeping you in the present. It's about reorienting you to the here and now, which, which is the real reality, right? Nothing in the moment as you're sitting there, when you got the text from your partner or whoever, and you were sitting there having a snack, there really is no peril there. You're not going to die. There's nothing actually happening in the moment. No one's coming after you with a knife. You haven't lost your home. You haven't lost your job. In that moment, there is nothing. The reality is that you're okay. In the present, you're always okay. Unless you're, you know, you've been kidnapped and you're locked up in a room somewhere. You're, you are okay in the moment. It doesn't mean the future doesn't hold things and the past didn't hold things, but right in that moment. And so grounding is so great because again, we have to deal with the physiological response that 
we have to get that parasympathetic nervous system to turn on because remember that kind of reinforced amygdala, that kind of way that we we get anxious and then that anxiety drives all these physical responses and we start having more and more and more. And so we have to do something physical. We have to really engage that sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system to turn on and cool our amygdala, to cool you know, to think of it as like some nice cool water on a hot fire, you know, something hot, it it cools down that system. And that's what we're looking for. And from there, you can start doing some rational things and think things through. But that's why a lot of these things for stress don't work um, for anxiety, because you have to, again, turn on that parasympathetic nervous system. So how do you do it? There are uh, a bunch of grounding exercises that I like. Um, and you know what we're going to do? I think today we're going to have a special gift for everyone. I will have in the show notes a download of uh, grounding exercises for you. So you can listen right now, but then you can come to the show notes, show notes, you know, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast, come to this uh, episode 41. And uh, there'll be a download, you can get the a list of grounding exercises has that little special gift today. Okay, so let me go through what some of them are, though. And you'll see what I'm talking about as far as bringing you into the present. So uh, one you can do that I like that I do is slow down one thing. So eat or drink something very slowly with the goal of examining it and focusing all your attention on whatever you're eating or drinking. So it, so this means no scrolling through Facebook while you drink, you know, let's say it's a cup of coffee, no scrolling through Facebook, no, no letting your mind wander, no looking out the backyard, whatever, take the cup of coffee. And I don't even drink coffee, but I know a lot of you do. And you would, you know, feel the warm mug in your hand. You would smell that aroma of the coffee. You'd bring it to your lips. You would take a, maybe blow on it a little and, and then take a sip, feel it in your mouth. Is it, you know, uh, answer some questions. Is it hot or cold? Is it, you know, whatever you're taking in, is it sweet? Is it sour, bitter, salty? What, what, what is the, what are you tasting? Uh, what's the texture like? Is it nice and smooth? Is there there something a little grainy in there? Uh, how does it feel in your mouth? How does it feel going down your throat? And you literally focus on that. This is also called monotasking. It's another way to look, another uh, word we use for it. And basically, and you could do it again with eating something, just take a bite and really focus on how it tastes. Is it crunchy? Is it chewy? Is it uh, stuck in your teeth? You know, does it slide over your tongue well? Um, You know, when you swallow it, where do you feel it? That's what I want you to do. You just slow down and really focus. Uh, and this this will ground. Uh, another thing you can do is uh, something we call, I call take root. And this is one of my favorites. And uh, what you do is you set a timer for three minutes. So just, you know, set a timer for three minutes and sit in a chair or on the side of your bed with your hands, you know, just resting on each thigh, right? Your feet should be planted firmly on the ground you know, sit up straight, notice your kind of back being straight, uh, and then close your eyes and take one deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you slowly release this breath, feel your energy sinking down to your feet, just feel it going down. And then I really want you to focus on the energy in your body being at your feet. So 
wiggle your toes maybe a little, uh, feel all the points that your feet are in contact with the floor or in your shoe. Just feel it all from your heel to your insole to the, to the pad of your foot, all the way to your toes. And bring yourself fully to the moment as you anchor your feet to the floor, feel them heavy and anchor to the floor. And then, you know, continue to breathe normally, but with each kind of slow exhale, feel your feet more firmly rooted, you know, start to imagine these roots branching out from the bottom of your feet and going deep into the ground, anchoring you and picture those roots going deeper and deeper just until the alarm goes off. Just so three minutes, you got three minutes, trust me. If you did it for one minute, it'd be great. But do this for three minutes. Um, and again, it gets you in the here and now, in the present moment, anchored firmly. Uh, another easy one is something, uh, I call it snap into reality. <laughs> you can wear an elastic band on your wrist, nothing too tight, but just some little rubber band or elastic hair band or whatever you've got around. And just pull it gently and let it go a few times. You know, just snap it against your wrist. And Feel it snap back onto your wrist and feel yourself firmly rooted in here and now and what you're feeling. Like really focus again on what you're feeling. Okay. Uh, Another exercise is pick a color. This one's really easy and I I like this one a lot. Uh, So just sit or stand comfortably with your feet planted firmly on the floor. Always feet planted firmly. You don't want to sit with your legs crossed or anything like that. And you can stand again, but your feet have to, you have to be resting on both feet. And pick any color, let's say blue, right? And then see how many things you can identify with the same shade of that color. Just look right. You can look out the window, anywhere in the room. You can, if you're, I don't know, if you're a woman and your pocketbook is next to you, open that. I don't care. But just look around and notice anything in any shade of blue. And it can be very helpful to say it out loud. Um, say, oh, the 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 backing on the chair is blue. Uh, the ooh, the sky outside is blue. The uh, my shirt is blue. You know, it, whatever it is, and just sort of name everything. Just name. Just go through and really look around and name. Just really focus. And you don't have to focus on your breathing, but just notice it. You know, just make sure that you're again comfortably standing or sitting, and then. When you've exhausted that, just stop and notice how you feel. And if you still feel super anxious, then pick another color. <laughs> pick yellow and do, do the same exercise uh, and look around and do anything in the shade of yellow. And, uh, and just, you know, work yourself through. It, again, doesn't take long. What I love about this one is when, uh, if you're feeling anxious, like in a meeting, let's say you're in a meeting at work and you're feeling anxious, it's a great thing to do. No one knows you're doing it. Uh, you know, it's not something that's obvious that you can take root also doing the root thing and just keep your eyes open. So you can do different ones. Or if you're wearing something on your wrist, like a rubber band or something, if you know that a certain meeting is always tense for you, that's a good idea just to help keep yourself anchored. Um, okay. And then the last one I'll share for today is one that's pretty popular. All of these, by the way, I did not make up. These are things that I've learned over the many 30 plus years I've been doing the work I do. Um, So I I don't want anyone to think I'm suddenly brilliant or something. Uh, The last one I'm going to tell you about is the, it's called the 54321 exercise, or at least I call it that. I'm not sure what maybe some 
real name is for it. But And this technique brings you into the here and now by using all five of your senses. So this is a really good one. And uh, definitely, you're going to need to have something to drink or eat close by before you start. So go grab something, a little snack, a bite of something, doesn't matter, something to drink. Um, And then what you do is sit comfortably, you guessed it, with your feet (laughs) planted firmly on the floor. And then I want you to close your eyes and take three deep breaths, you know, just in through your nose and out through your mouth. Always those deep breaths are in through your nose, out through your mouth. Then, Then breathe, then just open your eyes after your three deep breaths. And you're going to name this out loud. What you're going to do is name out loud the following. You're going to start with five things you can see. Again, you can look out the window, you can look in the room, you can look wherever you need to look, you know, if you're staring at a computer, I guess you could look at that, but you know, try to use things in the room or outside the window. Name and say it out loud, five things you see. I see a tree, I see my desk, I see whatever, right? Then do four things you can feel. Name again out loud four things you can feel. Oh, I can feel my jeans under my hands resting on my thighs. I can feel, uh, you can reach out and touch things, by the way, obviously. Um, You also, though, could feel maybe even your clothing on your body. You could feel, you could touch your skin and feel how soft your skin is. You could touch your hair. You could feel how your hair feels on your head. You could, again, touch something next to you and just, Notice how it feels. And again, say it out loud, right? So these are things you can feel. And so by feel, I mean your sense of feeling, not a feeling like an emotion. Okay. And then name out loud three things you can hear. And you'll notice, it's interesting, if you're in a quiet room, you'll notice things you don't usually notice. Like maybe there's a, you hear some plane outside flying by or something, you know, really far away or traffic or um, you know, the hum of your computer or, you know, so, or you might hear loud things, people talking in the next room or, or maybe there's a radio on somewhere or whatever it is. So you're going to name three out loud, three things you can hear. Then I want you to name two things you can smell. And again, you can bring things closer to your nose if you need to. So it, you know, if you, when you brought that food or drink in, you can smell that. That's easy. But anything, a pencil smells, you know, if you Put, put a pencil to your nose. How does that smell? And again, name it, smell it and name it. Uh, and then you're going to uh, talk about one, again, name out loud, one thing you can taste. So whatever you chose to have near you before you started. And take a minute or so to really savor whatever it is that you're eating or drinking and really pay attention to it. And you can kind of do that, slow down one thing, the monotask that we talked about earlier. You could do that as part of this. And so this is the five, four, three, two, one. And then take a final deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And again, all of these exercises help to really ground you in the present, help to, again, be okay in the present. And really uh, turn on, help to turn on that rest and digest that parasympathetic nervous system and cool that hot sympathetic nervous system and cool that amygdala so that you can get out of that fight, flight, or freeze thing. And from there, you can do, you know, some other stress activities if you want. Uh, And you could maybe meditate or be mindful about something or, you know, whatever it is, maybe get on the phone with a support person or, um, you know, take a walk around the block, uh, whatever that is. 
But doing the grounding first is super important before you go into those other stress things. And I also want to say, just as a last piece before I sign off today, that if you're someone who exercises as a means to deal with stress, that's awesome. I love that. It's also great, again, for anxiety. But you have to be thoughtful about what you're doing like what activity you're doing. So like, I I sort of always laugh when people are like in spin class or something. If you're already spinning in your head with anxiety, I don't want you in spin class necessarily. (laughs) Unless it's really, really what we want, the exercise we want for anxiety are things that have, uh, would be like interval training, some form of intervals where you go kind of balls to the wall and then there's some, you know, rest in between. That's really the best because you're going to burn off that stress hormone, that cortisol and the adrenaline. You would burn it off because remember, like the antelope running flat out, you know, to save its butt, you you would you would do it like that. You have to th- feel like something's going to kill me if I don't run fast. That kind of thing. That's really how I want you to run. Um, and remember, it doesn't have to be long because remember they don't run long on the savanna. They don't. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint. So really really quick and then into a cool and then, you know, to a cool pace. And then you could do that, you know, again, a couple times, these intervals, that's fine. Um, But you don't want to just do straight, straight where it doesn't kind of end like a long marathon jog or something that that's not going to get you. That's great. Again, for stress, it's not really great for anxiety. It's not really the best you could be doing for your anxiety. Okay. So that is it for today. I hope you learned a lot today about anxiety versus stress and what to do about it. If you haven't yet, I would totally, totally, totally appreciate you checking out my YouTube channel. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Uh, I really would love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm, uh, I do something called connection quickies on there, which are five to 10 minute videos, never more than 10 minutes on some great, uh, relationship tool or, or concept that I know will help you. And, uh, please share it with your friends or anyone else, you know, but I would really like, uh, more people to know about my YouTube channel. So I'm really, and we could spread the word and help more people get the help they need. Uh, and again, it's free of charge. So it's such a great, uh, thing I hope for everybody out there to really, uh, get the information that you want and need in these little quick doses. And that's it for today. Please remember to be compassionate and kind to those around you in every instance. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.